go. Welcome to another episode of Solar Buzz. This time, James Aloysius Wadsworth. Here he is, everybody. <laughs> Obviously, your middle name is not Aloysius. What's your middle name? James. What's your... Well, I call you James. What's your real name? It's William James. Williams Wadsworth? Yep. You sound like a... Gosh, you sound like a, an Irish freedom fighter. William Wadsworth. Take it. What do you do here? Um, what do you do here, Jimmy? I oversee the operations at Titan Electrical Services. Titan Electrical Services. Um, every solar company has their own electrical division, right? No. Why not? I don't know. Because they're not too bright? No, probably not. So when we do, when Titan does a deal that needs an MPU, D-Ray, any kind of electrical work, we call upon you. Correct. But you run Titan Electrical Services. What's Titan Solar Power? I mean, are, is it, are they sister companies? Do they have separate books? I mean, completely separate companies, separate licenses, separate books. You're the license holder. Correct. That's a pretty big deal for a guy who's not <laughs> extremely big. By the way, the camera is not zoomed out. They can tell the audience of seven people can see how big you are. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't say how big you are. It's how diminutive, right? Yes. How did you get started here at Titan? <clears throat> how did we happen to get lucky enough to hire you however many years ago? Um, so I actually started out in the field as one of the leads for Team 11. I remember. Yep. I had a terrible accident. We, uh, we're going to bring we that up. We're talk about those times. We're not going to bring up those times? <laughs> no. I think it's a great story. Um, it's a story of, uh, of failing your way up. Ouch. Well, that's what happened. I, I see it the opposite, actually. Well, let's, let's tell everybody what happened. First of all, let's go, let's go back earlier than that. Um, where was your first job in solar? You weren't, you didn't start in solar at Titan. No, I actually, I went through an electrical apprenticeship out in Chicago. Okay. And then I got a job offer to move out to Colorado to start working for a solar company there. So you move out to Colorado and that's where you start doing solar? Correct. For whom? What company? Uh, Stellar Energy Contractors. Are they still around? No. They are not. With a name like that, right? Yeah. Um, and you were an electrical lead? Uh, yes, and the license holder. And the license holder. Correct. Okay. So you've been a, you've been a big deal in, in the electrical field for a while. Your license holder there. You moved to Arizona because you get fired at Stellar. I actually left because during the Sun Edison Vivint thing, yep. we were strictly a Sun Edison dealer. So all we did was Sun Edison. So when all that went down, I kind of... What was the, What do you mean all that? Some people are listening to this. They've only been solar for two years. What's the Sun Edison thing? Um, I actually don't know all the details. I just know that... You uh, don't know? No, I know that they had some shady books or something like that going Sun on. Sun Edison, I'll give you some backstory. Sun Edison uh, had their manufacturing panels... And they had a fund, like a lease, kind of like Sunrun does, something like SunPower. Um, and they were going to, to contractors like us. We used Sun Edison as well. And they said, buy panels, buy inverter. Um, I can't remember if we bought racking from them, but they would send us a kit, and their price per watt would be a little bit higher than you kind of think it should be. But the lease payment was pretty low for the customer. We used to use something called Mod Solar for solar design. And we would process the deal, and they'd say, okay, they'd send us the panels and the inverter. We didn't have to pay for them. They sent them as part of the kit. We would go do the install, and they used to pay us the, the contract value minus the equipment that they sent us. Um, but then, yeah, they were doing something wrong with their books because they went bankrupt, and they kind of went bankrupt slowly. So we didn't kind of see it coming. We should have saw it coming, but we didn't see it coming. <clears throat> we ended up installing about... I think 20 jobs for a sales contractor out here where we got paid zero dollars and zero cents. We still did the install and we still paid the commission. 
and we were not a big contractor at the time. That was in our first office. Remember the very first office? Yeah. You were, when were you, when were you there at the first office? Um, so I wasn't in the very first office. I was in the one right across the street. Okay. Uh, you guys were still using the first one for the panels, though. Right. Okay. So you remember how that was 1,900 square feet. That's yeah. when we we should have gone bankrupt right then. That should have been that should have been a killer moment for us. But we quickly swip, uh, switched over to Sunrun. But you started at the building across the way. How did you happen to find out about Titan? Uh, Seth Statler. Seth Statler. Yep. He works for you now, doesn't he? Oh no, he works no. for he works He's over still here. He's still over here on install. Okay. Um, he told you about the job. How did he get the job? He was driving around, and he liked the name. That's how he got the job? That is how he got the job. And That's what made him come here. He's been here for he's been here for five or six years. He had a little bit of hiatus where he took yep. some time off, right? Met his girlfriend here. Yep. They're still together. They are. I don't know how that's happening. <laughs> Jordan, if you can hear me, send a signal. We'll, we'll rescue you. <laughs> um, well, that's funny. And so you start working here right away as an electrical lead, right? Correct. Okay. And that was when Liam... Morgan was your boss, and he loved you. Yes, sir. No, sir. Really hard to tell if Liam liked anybody. I know he didn't like Flex, and he didn't like Juan. <clears throat> I know he had the nickname Mr. Personality, so. <laughs> I gave that to him, I think. <laughs> Very hard to tell what he was thinking. Awful. Well, then you start working there, and then uh, I remember you would give my cell phone number to your homeowners almost every job. Yep. And I'd get a phone call or a text message saying, Team 11's, it was always old people, always an old white guy. Oh, this, this young kid on Team 11, he's the he's the good guy, right? It was always they, that way. They loved us. Well, yeah, they loved you because you were always kissing their butt, apparently. But then uh, after, how long were you on Team 11? Not that long. Uh, almost, it was like eight months. Eight months, yeah. I didn't think it was like, I didn't think it was years. But there was an unfortunate accident. There was. What did you try, what did you do? Don't you tell the audience <coughs> about what the skilled electrician, the, the smart guy did to, to hurt himself. Well, I was trying to help the team clean up, and we were tossing stuff down from the roof. As you do. They're very yeah. very safe, by the way. I thought it was a great idea to try to catch a tube of silicone, an unopened so, tube. So, right. So, um, and for, like, the sales guys not listening, it's, a, it's like, a, like a caulking gun, the, a tube of caulking with Correct. the tip that's not been cut. So, it's not yep. dull at all. But it's certainly not sharp. No, it's but, pretty blunt. For, right. But there's someone dropped it off the roof, and you... Tried to snag it out of the air as it's pointing straight down, like catching a lawn dart. Correct. And I did catch it, though. What? I did catch it. I thought it, the tip of it, it hit it, your hand. It went into my hand and got stuck. So oh. I, did, I did catch it, though. Did it get stuck? It broke the skin? Oh, it, went, it went straight through, bottomed out on the bone, severed the nerve. And this is the tip of a, of a tube of caulk that is plastic. So Correct. it's not like you were catching razor blades. Nope. Not That's how much force <laughs> it hit your hand. Yeah. And that was your right hand or left hand? That was my right hand. And so today, you still have nerve issues? Correct. I have feeling in pretty much my pinky down, and that's it. And that's so why you got... my hand, I don't, I don't have any feeling. So um, what role did you take after that? Like your hand, obviously you couldn't work because I mean, you, can't, you can't even grip a screwdriver to twist it in, right? So you used to have like strong forearms. All electricians that you meet, like proper electricians, they have these yep. ridiculous... Like forearms, like Nils Wang, his muscle here looks like bionic. Yep. You had that same thing. You had strong, strong, like, arms, right? I did, and then after the two surgeries and all the physical therapy, my right arm pretty much dwindled down to nothing. Right. So you had the bright idea to put me in safety. Safety. And start the safety department. Right. That's right. That's You were in safety. Yep. And uh, it's important for a safety manager to be disliked. 
by the rest of the crews. And that's why I thought it was perfect I've, for you. I've got no problem with that. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm very good at that one. <laughs> that's right. And it's also important for the safety manager not to care what people think about them. Correct. Right. So there you go. Um, I notice you have a lot of tattoos covering the scars, obviously. Emotional ones. Um, Can't cover those. Yeah. So you do safety. You start that program. How long were you doing the safety thing? Do you remember? Um, I did safety and fleet because you thought I was not busy enough. So you gave me fleet too. You weren't busy enough. So You're not did, busy enough now. I did safety and fleet for about a year. Okay. And then who would you hand that off to? Actually, from safety fleet, you handed that off to somebody. Handed off to two separate people. Who so was it? Rod took over um, fleet. Fleet. Yep. And then safety got over to Joey. No, no not Joey. No. I think you went over. Did it go to uh, Jennings? Uh, Marcos. Marcos. Okay. Marcos. Because you, then you had to, <clears throat> pardon me, Joey was in operations. Correct. And he was in over a set. Yes. Yeah. And so you were co-operations managers, but really you were running operations. I mean, the way you put it was, I don't have a likable face. So Joey would be the face. It's not that you don't have a likable face. It's don't, that you don't have a likable demeanor at all. It's not just your face. By the way, don't sell yourself short. It's not just <laughs> how you look. It's how you act. It's how you treat people. It's the tone of your voice. Like, there's several aspects. And Joey is super sweet. Yep. Right. Yeah, that, that's, a little, that's funny. It's a little bit of history Titan right now. And then you, I mean, you, you were over here, and that's when you were taking over. Um, TES had not been set up by then, right? No, so I did operations with Joey for a while, and then you asked me to take over service. Right. I remember that. So that was the time where we needed someone more technical in service. Cody was uh, hutting up service, and Cody's great. Obviously, Cody still works here, and I love Cody. But we needed someone more technical and good with customers. And yeah. despite all of your shortcomings, that's another good joke, uh, besides your shortcomings, you're obviously ex excellent with customers, right? Especially solving problems when they have... In the, all those service calls are always the same. Oh, my dryer stopped working after you guys installed the solar. It's like, Mr. Customer, yeah. we didn't touch your dryer, but they always think it's us, right? Every time. Right. So you did great at service, um, standing that up. And then we moved over to this building, and you were here with us at, at headquarters for a while, right? Like two months. That's it? Yeah. Gosh, you look back and you think, that was only two months you were here at headquarters? We moved in here in December, and I was out by April. Oh my gosh, that is a trip. April first was actually the day we moved back over to Sunway. So we leave the the whole company leaves an eighteen thousand square foot building to come over to this thirty six thousand square foot building, thinking we're all going to be under one roof. We were going to rent out that other building to someone else because we own it, and then within three or four months, we're like, uh oh, we've grown out of this building essentially, right? Yep. And you guys are the first people to move back over to the other side, and then um, service. And customer service is over there, right? Correct. So you head up both departments? <clears throat> yeah, so I've got service, customer care, and then the electrical. Okay, so there's actually three different functions that you do over there. And I think that it's not, I don't think it's common that a solar company has segmented out service, customer service, and electrical to uh, a, a sister company. They just try to do it all in-house, which sometimes I think can lead to a lot of mistakes. Yep. When you have people that are hyper-focused on one thing, it's just like we don't do sales. We're hyper-focused on install, so we do a pretty good job at install. You guys are just focusing on MPUs, main panel upgrades, um, D-rated main breakers, the things that if we were doing it as a bolt-on service over here, it wouldn't get the same attention. Correct. And um, would you say you've had plenty of experience with the utility companies, especially in Arizona, 
do the utility companies like have do, are we on their radar do they care about titan as a company they know us yes they do you get preferential treatment yes we do is that right? It is actually very right, yes. And it's why And why would we? Is it because we're thorough? Is it because we're accommodating? So it's because we're thorough. We've created a very good name for ourselves on the electrical side, especially with SRP APS. It's where we do a bulk of our work on a daily basis. So we've got the same techs out there every day dealing with the same linemen. And they, they, get, they get to know each other. Yep. They build those relationships, and jobs move, move along very well. Excellent. So customer care, uh, since we're talking shop and since there are people, there could be up to seven people listening to us. Um, oh, why did I get nervous then? You shouldn't be nervous. <laughs> we could say whatever the hell we want. But one of the bad reputations that we have, and, and as, you, as you are working at a big company, you get a bad reputation. Like the haters will hate. Isn't there a song about that haters going to hate? I yep. think it's a Taylor Swift song. You were listening to Taylor Swift on the way here. I, I talked to you on the on the. She's my girl. So that's, that's a joke that was on you. Um, one of the things that people say is that customer service is tough for us because we, um, we sometimes don't get to the phone as fast as we should or could. There is, a, there is a notion of that. What kind of improvements are you trying to make to that process, getting customers' uh, questions answered, the phone answered quicker? You know, I, I see, I get roasted on the, the social media uh, outlets where they say, oh, yeah, Kitten doesn't answer the phone, blah, blah, blah. What, what are you guys actively doing to fix that? So we are, one, a big one is training. So that way when you do get the rep on the phone, they're able to address all of your concerns at one time. So there's not multiple transfers and all of that. But the biggest thing we're dealing with is the call volume. We have an astronomically high call volume because of all the states we service. Okay. So it all gets funneled into customer care every time. So we're dealing with, you know, upwards of 1,000 calls a day. A thousand calls a day. Yes. We're and, averaging around a thousand calls a day. And those calls, how many, it's hard. I know you're not going to have an exact number, but there's a, is there a big percentage of those calls that are customers that have been installed that are basically calling in with a complaint about how they were sold solar or the, the savings they're supposed to be getting because of what they're told? A lot of it, a lot of our calls result in us really having to educate the customer. Stuff that was missed. You know, the fact that they still have a utility bill some months. We have to explain that, you know, it's really based on an annual total. Your system's going to produce enough to offset the annual usage. Not that's, necessarily. That's super important. Sales reps will sell a a 100% offset system. Folks are using 15,000 kilowatt hours a year. This system will make 15,000 kilowatt hours a year. And they'll stop talking in that moment. And the customer goes, great, I have no bill. Yep. But it's not true it's because we our systems will produce more power in April and May than the customer is using. So they'll have credits that will go towards June, July, maybe August. But September, they're going to have a bill. August, they're going to have a bill. Yep. And then October, it's going to get close to balance again. And then November, December, they're going to make more than they were using. But uh, sales reps could help you out by kind of not being more educated, but maybe being more thorough in the explanation, right? Yeah, I think a big part is explaining all of it, not just what the customer is asking you. The customers ask the questions, they get the answers they want, and they, they skip the in-between. Right. Like you said, they, they kind of stop after the no bill. They're like, oh, it's going to produce everything I need, so I'm good. And the, the sales rep, it's to their benefit to explain more of the process and more of 
what they can expect afterwards, not just answer the questions in real time, try to get the sale, get out of there. Because if they explain everything up front, they're still making the sale, but they're going to get referrals in the future. No customer is going to call that same rep back six months later going, you told me I had no bill and now I have a $20 bill, right? Yeah. So those customers, you guys, like sometimes you guys cool them out, you balance them out. And um, they do they walk away with a good feeling about the rep or a good feeling about us? How, what's the result when you guys actually have those phone calls and you kind of explain everything to the customer? They have a very good feeling about us. But they don't look back and remember the rep. Most of the time they don't. Most of the time it's, well, why didn't that person explain me or explain it to me up front? It's like, well, you know. Now, if a, if a sales rep who is listening, one of the six reps that might be listening to this, if they were wanting more info on the best practices on ex explaining to a customer what their bill will be after solar, uh, how accessible are you to them? I give my cell phone number to everybody. I mean, cause I'm, I'm were, accessible at any point in time. You weren't very popular in high school and I get it. You want the phone calls now, eh? right? In high school, that wasn't that long ago for you. How old are you now? I'm <laughs> 30. 30. My gosh, you look so young. Your sister works here too. So, um, you guys take the phone calls throughout the nation, but customers do have access to local people. If you, will you transfer people to someone in Florida if they want to talk, like talk to someone locally, right? Yeah. Okay. You guys don't have to handle all that. You guys just were, that's where our 800 of our funnels too. And then you guys will send out field reps in that area, of course. Correct. Okay. Uh, when was the last time you had to go out and do work? When was the last time you had to go out and break, break out your dusty tools? Uh, Three weeks ago, actually. What for? I put 70 panels up on my roof. You did. You put your own uh, system yep. on your own. I meant I for a customer, not for your... I didn't mean for yourself. Hey, you asked when I busted out the tools. So you put 70 panels on yep. your house? Put a 20KW system on there. Oh, my gosh. You must have had a big D-rated breaker, right? Or did you do MPU? Oh, 200 amps already. Didn't MPU. Okay. Wow, that's that's a massive system for SR for got, the East Valley. Got the MPU done and... Everything up to PTO and turned down within three weeks. And that's with not trying too hard? Just like, oh, you have, you're in Mesa though, right? Yeah. No so permit. no inspection, no permit. There you go. Anybody selling in the East Valley of Arizona? Mesa is the place to go. Mesa is the place. You get it installed super yep. quick, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I'm not going to have anybody. We don't need to announce your phone number right now, but anybody who wants to reach out uh, to us, come in, reach out via titansolarpower.com, uh, my Instagram, be happy to contact, get in contact with James Wadsworth. Been here a long time, knows everything there is to know about solar. Wouldn't you say, you like, what What don't you know about solar? You don't know how to sell it. I don't know how to sell it. Right. When you used to try to sell, you would always come to me and go, how do I price this out? Yep. I think I sold three jobs, and that's because they wouldn't leave me alone. They're begging you. They really wanted solar, so right. I said, okay. I remember those deals. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, well-rounded and uh, one of the most knowledgeable people we have here. Uh, you're one of the smartest people in the room if I'm not in the room and Thos is on vacation. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would agree. All right. And uh, you tested higher on the electrical license than Justin Coonrod, right? I mean, I'm not going to. You did, gonna, though. I'm not going to brag. Oh, there it is. You don't. Why would you <laughs> brag? All right. Thank you. It's been 20 minutes. Perfect. 20 minutes is long enough with James Wadsworth. Thank you very much for showing up. Yeah, of course.